Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. I am recording this on Sunday. Had a great weekend. I hope you all did too, and everybody's staying safe and healthy and happy. Um, I have, I'm really excited to get into this episode. We have a lot of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and a few things I wanted to chit chat with you guys about. First and foremost, something, a fiasco, I would say that, that woke me up this morning. I ordered this bed from Etsy, like a bed, because I never had like a actual bed. I always just had the thing that they give you with the mattress, like that iron fucking bed frame. Right. And I put a little dust ruffle on and I call it a day, but I've, I've always wanted like a very low to the ground, like a floor bed kind of thing. So I ordered this one, this guy makes them in Florida. I don't know. And I ordered it about a month ago and I made sure to put in the FedEx notes, like I need to sign for this, make sure I'm home otherwise, cause everything gets stolen off my doorstep, you know? This morning, I got freaking ding-dong ditched by a FedEx guy. He threw, he must have thrown it on the stoop, so heavy, and just beep, 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 rang my doorbell and ran away because I think he probably was afraid that I was going to be like, can you bring this up to my apartment? Which I would never do. But I needed to get it in the, at least in the building. You know, I had to, like, get it in the front door. So I opened the door. I'm like, fuck, it's this huge package. It's like this, the length of a king size bed. So it's like seven feet, right? It's got to be six feet, at least plus six feet plus. That's how long the box is. And it's so unbelievably heavy. I went to go grab it and I fell on me. And I'm like, bitch, by the way, this woke me up. Imagine waking up five seconds before this happened and just kind of trying to piece it all together. So then it's like laying across the front doorway of my apartment building. I thank God my, my neighbor's so nice. I text him. I was like, can you please help me at least just bring this into the front? I'm like, we're not going to bring it up. I'll do it um, myself. But shout out to FedEx. You guys really are the fucking pits. I, I, have, I constantly have terrible experiences with my FedEx people. And I really don't have that with anyone else. I mean, every once in a while, I have like USPS kind of thing. UPS, I personally think is the best. But I swear to God, these FedEx people, I'm like, hello, don't leave anything on my stoop. Boom, leaving it on the stoop. Boom, ding dong, ditching me. This heavy ass package. <laughs> I was, it was so embarrassing because I, it fell on me. And I'm like, oh, this thing is so heavy. I can't even like hold it up. And, um, after it fell on me, I was like looking around going, Oh my God, somebody definitely just saw me trying to, (laughs) I've, uh, I'm trying to do certain things to my apartment. Like I put, uh, because Stanley's so crazy and keeps me up in the middle of the night and jumps all over me while I'm sleeping. I haven't slept in about a year. Okay. I have not, I haven't had a peaceful night's sleep in about a year unless I'm staying in a hotel and that's no coincidence. So my apartment is a, is a, um, like a railroad apartment. There's no doors. It's a long hallway and you go in each room, room, room. And so I told my dad, I'm like, listen, I can't sleep. I haven't been able to sleep for like a year since I got Stanley because he's a devil. He's a freaking, he's a, he's a devil in disguise. Because he's so cute, you can't even be mad at him, but he's actually so bad. 
And so my dad's like, all right, I'll put up a, you know, a folding door. So that way you could shut the door and have them have one side of the apartment. You have the other side. So I'm like, okay, that's fair. My dad's here all day on Friday, all day, like making the seal, making the like ceiling part lower, the door frame part lower so that he could put the fucking door up and that there wouldn't be too much space in the bottom. It was a whole fiasco. Okay. And he's here all day doing this. And there's like a few inches, like maybe two inches on the bottom that's open. And he kept going, there's no way he could get under that. Right. And I'm like, listen, I've seen him open doors, like with his paws, you know, I've seen, he learned how to turn on the sink. That that's the new development. He learned how to turn on the sink. I I came home the other day and he was on top of a door frame. I, I, I don't know what he does or how he's capable of doing it. I said, he's going to get under that because it's a folding door. So it's like, you could push it. He's going to push it out, you know? And my dad's going, no, there's no way he's going to get under this. There's no way he's going to get under this. So after being here the whole fucking day, (laughs) he's packing up his stuff, his tools and stuff. And I shut the door. (laughs) Stanley just runs right under (laughs) it. So I'm like, all right, we got to figure something out. <laughs> and he's looking at us like, uh, hey, did you guys know you accidentally, you accidentally shut me out? <laughs> like, he didn't even care. My poor dad's face looking at me like, what was that? I'm like, I told you, I know him. But um, so yeah, he's crazy. Um, what else? Oh, over the weekend, I had gone out for drinks with my friend. Shout out to Ross, my baby. He's so cute. And, um, he texted me the next day and he was like, do you remember that when we were leaving, you like, were talking to this guy and you started speaking Russian. I'm like, what (laughs) Russian? He said, yeah, you were singing a song to this guy, this like Russian guy outside when we were waiting for our Ubers. I'm like, I was singing a Russian song to a Russian guy. And then I remember, oh, I was doing that. And Ross is like, you were fluent. Like the guy was responding to you in Russian. I'm like, what? So that's what happens when I have two glasses of wine. I start speaking so many different languages. I think what it is, is I know how to say like two things in every language and it varies. But I was also this, that same night, I was like a a multilingual gal that night because I met this guy um, and he said, guess where I'm from? Like, guess what country I'm from? And I'm like, this sounds like a trap. <laughs> I'm never going to guess what country somebody's from. I'm sorry, but it sounds like a trap. It sounds like a trap. It feels like a trap. I'm not going to guess the right thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm like Michigan. You're from Michigan? And he was laughing and he's like, just guess where I'm from. I'm like, I'm not guessing where you're from. And then he said that he was born in Taiwan and I'm like, oh my God. And I evidently know a little Taiwanese slash Chinese. He was so impressed. I'm not even kidding. It wasn't even like, oh, he was like sarcastically impressed. Like there's a few things. He's like, the way you do the accent is perfect. He's like, I know that he goes, I just know you studied Mandarin in college. I'm like, I never even went to college. I, I have no idea what I'm even saying. I know how to say like, hello and goodbye. 
you know, but when, uh, but you know, when I'm a little drunk, I get confident with my accents and I can execute the accents. My friend always says that anytime we go to another country, I'm convincing with my pronunciation. So take that as you will. I speak about seven languages when I have two glasses of wine. <laughs> I'll never get over Ross going, you speak Russian. I'm like, I do. <laughs> and I wasn't blacked out. It was just such like a, I, I just didn't even think about it. We were like waiting for an Uber. This guy came up, asked for a lighter. So Ross gives him the lighter. And he said he's visiting from Russia. And I apparently took that as an opportunity to sing him a Russian song. So that's that, you guys. Life's fun. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, okay, let's get into these emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. We have some goodies in here. I'm just going to go from the top. Okay, so this one says help. Hello, Stanley, Robert, and Carly in no particular order. Okay, yes, because if there was a hierarchy in terms of alpha, Stanley would be first, then me, then Robert. But in terms of like angels, it would be Robert, me, and then Stanley because Stanley is a freaking demon. I, I honestly look over my shoulder sometimes expecting him to just be dropping down from the ceiling like a, like a secret agent. Okay, oh my God, he's coming. Get away, I'm scared. Don't. Do you want to say something on the podcast or no? Okay. I'm petrified of this guy. <laughs> but he's so sweet sometimes, right, Stanley? Oh, okay. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I'm officially a psycho crazy cat lady. You know how they say there's like, I don't know, something in cats that makes people actually crazy. Look it up. I think I got the, I think I got the bug, whatever the, whatever it is that they, that makes people crazy. Okay. So it says, Carly, I'm reaching out because I want some advice and need to vent. I've been working at my job for seven years. I was recently promoted in July and now report to my new manager. My manager has on many occasions been dismissive, careless, and rude. Recently, my seven-year anniversary happened and my manager never congratulated me. But former managers had reached out to me and congratulated me on my work anniversary. The last thing, the latest thing my manager did that pissed me off was reply to an email calling me by another coworker's name in parentheses, who is also the only other minority in our department. Our emails have our names and the signatures on it. Uh, anyway, I'd like to stay because I like the job itself. It has great pay and good benefits, but when is it enough? I've been in this organization for seven years and walking away from this due to a manager seems a little excessive, but Maybe I'm just scared to look elsewhere. I don't know. Give me some guidance and advice. Kiss you right on the lips without a mask. Love you and the Secret Keepers Clubbers. P.S. Your new your New Year's outfit was fire. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um. Okay, and then she gives some. And then she gives some <laughs> fuck Mary kills that seem funny. Um, this is what sucks is that very rarely will you have a job where there's not some asshole there. And it's just unfortunate in this case, because this is a person you have to report to technically, because it's your manager. I don't know what line of work you're in, but of course you have to kind of have that, you know, they're technically your superior in the, in the workplace. Right. But I think the best thing you can do is address it face to face and say, 
like bring up the email situation. I personally, to me, that seems like if someone's being vindictive, that's such an insulting thing to do. It's like, even if, which I think this is a huge factor of it, even if this other person wasn't the only minority that works in your department, I think just calling someone the wrong name is so incredibly disrespectful. So that just adds another layer to it. So I would bring that up. If there's an HR person, I would probably bring it up to them. I will say, don't let somebody else being miserable and being an asshole to you make you leave your job that you really love because the grass is always greener, right? And then you find another job and you go to that job and there's going to be some asshole there, you know? So if you really love your job, I would address it with this person and say, this thing you did was really insulting to me. And I want to know, um, if there's a problem here that we need to address because I'm a grown woman, I've worked here for a long time and I've never had a problem with anybody that worked here before. So this is just kind of unusual to me. If the, if you have a problem with me, just let me know. But you know, you, you have to say something. And a lot of times if you just say to someone, you're hurting my feelings, what are you doing? I mean, can you, can you ever feel like a bigger asshole than if somebody ever said that to you? If someone said that to me, like you're hurting my feelings, I would be like, I would just check myself. I, 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 I would just go to another country at that point and live somewhere else. Cause that's such a terrible thing to know that you did. And I think she's doing it on purpose, but to be called out on it, it'll, I think it'll make her stop. Um, but maybe let some, maybe let like an HR person know just in case it turns into an even more petty situation where like you confront her about it. And then she goes out of her way to kind of set you up and make you look bad or whatever. Um, you want to make sure that there's like kind of a paper trail. I think if possible that there's a paper trail of, you know, all of this. But okay, let's go to this next one. This one says first date advice, please read on the regular podcast, not Patreon. I don't know if I have to say that, but I am. <laughs> that's the, that's the um, entire subject of the email. <laughs> okay. Hey, Carly, love you. And the fur babies. I went on my first hinge date this past Friday. I'm 26 for reference. Does that matter? I don't know, but I'm including it. I'm on Bumble and Hinge, but never really take it seriously because I'm so self-conscious about my weight in parentheses, like gross, I know, but I am. And also the boys low-key suck. But I was talking to this guy and the conversation was flowing. He was fun. Everything was great. He asked me to grab drinks after work on Friday at seven. We go and the, late, the date lasts four hours. We each had several drinks and he even suggested we order food, conversation flowing and everything was great. Finally, our date ends and we didn't smooch, but we hugged goodbye and he said we should do this again soon. Then he texts me that night, basically saying he enjoyed meeting me and we should go out again. I thank him for the dinner and drinks and agreed that we should definitely meet up again. He answered that text and I responded to him again, but then never got a response after that. I'm assuming he fell asleep. I never heard from him Sunday or Monday. I knew he was going out with friends Saturday, so I just let it go. I decided to text him on Monday and say, hey, how was your weekend? And he never texted me back. Like, what the heck, right? Why text me after our date and suggest we should go out again only to ignore me? I'm just frustrated and have been swiping on the apps and feeling so discouraged because everyone is just not into it. Also, I'm a little wine drunk. So who knows if that makes any sense? <laughs> 
no, I get where you're coming from. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating for everyone, especially dating on an app. You know, people have no, the thing with dating on like online, there's so many great parts of it, but something that I've noticed being, you know, having done it before my friends do it, everybody kind of is in that world now the other person that you're going out with, they don't have any, um, they don't need to have any accountability if they ghost you or if they're an asshole or if they do the wrong thing by you, because you guys don't have the same friends. You probably never really crossed paths before this, you know, like you don't know any of the same people, you don't go to the same places. So it's one of those things where they're literally like, well, I could just never see this person again. And I don't have to feel like an asshole and send that text message and say, whatever it is that would put an end to this. I'm just going to ghost this person. I don't know if he is ghosting you, but to me, it seems like, okay, so when was the last time you had spoke? Friday. Then you text him Monday. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely not reach out again. I would definitely not reach out again. And the thing is you have to take these things with a little grain of salt and know this is the key in dating. I promise you this is the key in dating. Who fucking cares what he says? Who cares what the other person you're going out with is saying? Because it's so easy to say something and it means a lot more when you actually do something. So him saying, oh yeah, we should do this again. Okay, cool, kiss my ass. Make a plan with me. Pick a date, tell me where to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I'll do my end of the bargain, which is showing up with my cute freaking peach. Okay. I'm talking to you for three and a half hours over drinks about my cats. I'm going to, I'm going to show up and I'm going to show out. So somebody saying things like, don't take people for their word. I honestly, I feel like that's such a jaded (laughs) thing to say, but wait until somebody puts in that effort. And I've been saying this, I've been saying this kind of nonstop because all my friends who are really smart and talented and gorgeous and beautiful and amazing and successful, they're all single. Okay. So everyone is going through this thing. And, and I don't know what it is. I think in New York specifically, it's, it's difficult dating people because it's like some crazy ratio. There's like, there's so many more women than men here. Um, so it could be that, but it's everywhere, girl. Don't beat yourself up over it. I have this new rule that I've been saying with my friends, which is just special vibes only. And it doesn't mean that he's not special. His job is to make me feel special. So if somebody doesn't make me feel special, you're out. You saying, oh yeah, we should do this again. Okay, cool. Great. Nobody cares. Freaking pick a day, you know? I hate that shit. Because then the, you know, um, intermittent reinforcement thing comes in where you're not hearing from them. So then it kind of becomes like, you can't, can't stop thinking about them because they're not texting you. And then it's like, well, what is he doing? Who is he with? Blah, blah, blah. Why hasn't he texted me? Does he not like me? He said this thing at 3.45 PM on a Saturday, you know, you start dissecting every word you said to each other on the date. And it's just like, it shouldn't be this hard. It just shouldn't be this hard. If he wants to go out with you, let him call you and make a plan and make you feel special because you deserve it. It is frustrating for everyone, I promise you. 
I'm like, how do I know seven off the top of my head? Seven really wonderful, great catch women and and not one man. <laughs> not one? Oh my God. I really, really think we should all just do the cult thing. Because are there have there been any cults ran by women? No. There really should be more women-run organizations that are really cults. The Single Ladies Club. Okay. So this one says, embarrassing advice and FMK. Hope you and the kitties are thriving. So first off, let me tell you something embarrassing. Sleeping at a guy's house and despite your best efforts and needing to go number two at their place, thinking about the genius plan to send them out for food, so you have enough time to take care of business and dispose of all the evidence. But in the process, finishing the roll of toilet paper <clears throat> and even worse, not knowing where the new rolls are. So when he comes home, he will know you took a massive shit <laughs> and something because you finished the roll when in reality it was almost done already. Yeah, but here's here's the, the thing there. We wipe when we pee. So he doesn't need to know that it was from you going number two. Right? Like, oh my God, I peed. I'm, I'm a girl. I peed. And then he's like, oh, well, I actually don't have any more toilet paper. <laughs> Do men buy extras? That's something I wonder. Like I have a closet in my apartment that has extra paper towels and toilet paper. And I buy things in bulk because I, you never really can buy one thing. And then if I see that I get down to like, I only have two or three left, I just buy another package. It's not that hard. But I wonder if men do that. I've never known it to be a thing, but maybe there are some unicorns out there. <clears throat> okay. A lot of times less is more. Less is more is especially true when it comes to your multivitamins. That's why I love Ritual. While most multi multivitamin brands try and give you everything they think you need, Ritual takes a food-first approach to their multivitamins. They get rid of the shady fillers and the additives, and they just focus on the nutrients to help fill the gaps in your diet. You guys know I'm always trying to be this girl. I'm trying to be that girl that wakes up in the morning and takes her vitamins, okay? And I do okay with it. I could be better, but I really do enjoy Ritual Vitamins. I've I've been I've been using them for quite some time now. Um, the one I use is called the Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. It's formulated by extensive research. This multivitamin helps fill in the gaps in your diet of women over 18. A clinical study showed that it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual is committed not only to third-party testing, but traceable vegan-friendly ingredients and clear communication so you always get the things you need with none of the filler. Right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com secret and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com secret. The next one says, okay, I mean, the same email, just the next paragraph says, okay, now for the advice. So I've been talking to this guy for like six months and girl, it is complicated. So it started because I visited San Francisco after a bad breakup of eight years and he hit me up on the apps, but we never met up. He messaged me again after I went home and said he wished that we had hung out. So I jokingly told him that he needed to come to LA now if he wanted to see me. And he did. We had so much in common and connected really fast, but also just as quickly, he began to read too much into things and started to get attached. <clears throat> Pardon me. Sorry, guys. Um, 
we have plenty of conversations where I've told him that I'm not ready to be in a relationship and I need something more casual, but I get the feeling that he isn't on the same page. I got to a point where we got, it got to a point where we got into a fight where he basically said he felt like I was leading him on. I ended up telling him that I was worried because I valued our friendship and it felt like us being friends with benefits was putting a strain on it. He told me he can handle just being casual, but every time we hang out and a guy hits on me or flirts with me in front of him, he gets all weird and upset. I keep telling him that it doesn't seem like he's okay with us just being casual, but he continuously tells me it's fine and he would rather us be friends with benefits rather than just friends. I talked to my therapist about this because I feel so conflicted and I really don't want to ruin our friendship. And my therapist tells me that he's an adult and I shouldn't keep stressing if he's telling me that he's okay, but I really don't know what to do at this point. I don't want to be with him in a relationship. I don't mind being casual with him, but he doesn't seem like he can handle it. I'm worried that if I try to tell him, I I think we need to keep it platonic, that our friendship won't be the same as it is now in parentheses outside of the complications. I need real advice because my therapist is being very therapisty and doesn't (laughs) want to tell me what I should do. I don't want him to feel like he's being strung along, but I am, but I feel like I'm being open and honest with him and that should be enough. Like he's a grown ass man. So should I let him make his own decisions? And if he says he can handle it, just keep doing it. Or should I just try and keep it platonic in hopes to save our friendship from burning in flames? Please help. Um, Okay. And then a lot of fuck, Mary kills here. So this is a tricky situation, right? Because I'm like, you want to know what? Let me put myself in this guy's shoes. So we match on an app. I travel to go see you. You are upfront and honest about it because you notice that I'm getting a little, that I like you, right? He really likes you. So you're open and honest and you say, I'm not looking for anything serious. To me at that point, it would be my responsibility to do with that what I will. Whether I choose, okay, I think I can handle us just being friends with benefits, or I really am starting to like this person. I'm going to need to take a few steps back and maybe down the line, we could just be friends. I think you're putting a little too much emphasis on the friendship here, because if he's really your friend and you were to be honest with him and say, listen, I don't want to hook up anymore because I feel like we're both just never going to be on the same page. If he's really your friend, he'll get it. You guys will eventually, maybe it'll be weird for a little bit, but you'll eventually be friends again. That's a real friend, you know? Um, but things are, things are kind of messy right now. So the, we can kind of see how this might end and you just have to kind of be okay with that because there's nothing else you could do. You don't want to be with the guy. And, and it is his responsibility to decide if he can handle it, but Again, if he's like saying, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm okay with us just being friends with benefits. I don't want to be in a relationship with you. Um, If he's saying that and acting, it goes back to like saying something and acting a different way, right? If he's acting jealous or bothered or he's saying certain things that kind of make you feel like, oh, this is weird. Then you're not on the same page. So... I would probably just be like, you know, I would just tell him like, listen, you're kind of stressing me out. (laughs) This is supposed to be fun. I wanted this to be fun. I, I love being around you. We get along great. I wanted to just hook up because I'm not ready. And, and you putting the pressure on me to be in a relationship 
which even if you're doing unintentionally, um, it's not fair because who wants, I mean, talk about setting something up to be like to resent someone. Um, but I think that's what you should do. I think you should just be like, listen, this is doing a little bit more harm than good for me right now. That's kind of how I would phrase it. And I value our friendship a lot, but I feel bad because I feel like I am hurting you and I keep telling you what I want, but you're obviously not, you know, you're not there, which is fine, but you don't have to put, I mean, I I just don't believe really in putting like you, you even said like, you guys are fighting. Like to me, like a hookup buddy is not someone you fight with. Who, what are you fighting about? You know? That means that someone's not on the same page there. That's why we're not in a relationship. You know, (laughs) when you start fighting with someone, that's your boyfriend. In my opinion, if I care enough to fight with you, you're my husband, babes. Like hate to say it, hate to bring it up, but you yelling at me is you asking for my hand in marriage. And, And that's honestly how I feel. That's honestly how I feel about it. Okay. So this one says, this, uh, title says vindictive Easter bunny. Hey, Carly, I'm writing this because I'm still in shock about something that happened last week. I got out of a three-year relationship a few months ago. I moved States for him and we were planning on getting married. And then he cheated on me and we broke up and said some of the cruelest things that you could ever have imagined. It was so devastating. I had to leave my two cats and all my belongings there for about six months while I stayed with my brother and tried to put myself and my life back together. Last week, I finally took the trip up there with my mom to pack up my stuff and get my two cats back. While we were packing up, I realized this asshole laid Easter eggs all over the apartment of things that he knew would hurt me and make me jealous. Polaroid pictures of him partying with other girls, notes from some girl calling him by the nickname that I made for him, a pink toothbrush, used condoms on the floor. Ew! Etc. So disgusting. Uh, he literally put this stuff in the most obvious places and in my thing so that I would find it. On top of that, while I was there, he sends me a song, which lyrics say in quotes, I've been fucking on your shit since October. And of course I got upset, but he said he was only joking and I'm way too sensitive for getting hurt. Uh-huh. Yeah. This guy sounds like a fucking asshole. Um, he proceeded to gaslight me the entire time I was there And then at the same time was texting me that he missed me and he regretted leaving me. He also made fun of the shoes I was wearing at that point and called his entire family right in front of me to tell to tell them about how things are going in his life so that I would overhear. I was so confused and angry and heartbroken when I got home. I sent him a long message telling him how disgusting of a person he is and how creeped out I am that I wasted three years of my life with him and then I blocked him. My question for you is why the hell do I still miss him? Why do I wish so badly that he would change and we could be together again? I don't know how to stop thinking about him and wondering what he's doing all the time. Uh, Am I just curious or am I bored or do I still love him? Please send help or some words of encouragement feeling very alone. Oh, then she says, kiss you and the boys right on the lips. So the reason why you're still thinking about him is because you guys were together for a long time. He was a constant in your life. You guys were going to get married and have your whole future together. Um, And then when something like this happens and that stops abruptly, you kind of are not only mourning the relationship, but you're mourning your thoughts of your future. 
you know, what you pictured your life being, you're mourning that too. So it's very sad. And I think it's normal to look back on it fondly at points and reminisce about the happy times, the good times, this, this, and that. And in a situation like this, I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to be a hundred percent honest with you. This guy is a fucking loser. Uh, And I'm not even just saying that to make you feel good. Like the fact that he went out of his way to put Polaroid pictures of him and other girls around your stuff so that it would hurt you. And he's intentionally trying to hurt you when he is the one that cheated on you and devastated you. And he should be doing the total opposite, which is kissing your ass right now. And then him saying all that stuff to you. And then him saying he wants you back. He's a manipulator. He's a loser. He did you the biggest favor in the entire world. And I really, really do mean that. And you might not see it now, but you will later. Um, he, he spared you and he did you a huge favor by, by doing that. And you'll come out on top. You'll come out stronger and smarter, and you're not going to put up with any of that bullshit anymore. And good for you. You shouldn't. But with all that being said, I understand the frustration when it comes to like, you know, when you're venting about things like this, like I've been there before where I'm venting about like somebody that hurt me, a guy that I was with. And people are like, saying things like you're too good for him and like, fuck him and all that stuff very much because it is true. You know, you're too good of a person for him or whatever. A lot of times that's true, but it's like, that's not the point there. You know, you're still upset. You still spend so much time with this person. It's like, I don't, I just want him to be better. You know, I don't want to go and find somebody else. I was happy in that situation before everything kind of crashed and burned. So I understand why it's frustrating to do that too, to have to listen to that too. Um, But I do think it's really common. I think it's normal. These, this happens really with every breakup, with every breakup. And, and there's probably times where, cause I've done this before too. When somebody like really screwed me over, I remember thinking to myself, well, this is probably my fault because X, Y, and Z, because he was so good at gaslighting that I actually believed it, you know, but it takes time. Um, you guys were together for three years. That's a long time. You know, it takes time to move on, but then when you do, you'll feel a lot better and you'll look back and you'll go, I cannot believe I allowed someone to treat me this way. You know, not that you allow it, but I witnessed someone treating me this way or whatever. But I I promise you'll be good. I promise you'll be good. I'm glad you have your cats back. You know, there's something about, um, you got to secure the animals, girly. Because sometimes when people break up, they split up the dogs, they split up the cats, who's taking what. It really is like joint custody for some people. Um, (laughs) I was talking to this guy a few weeks ago and he was like really, really hot and fun and cool and all this stuff. And then I was like, do you like cats? This is like my new thing that I just have to ask right away. And this is why I'm like, do you like cats? And they're like, he's like, I'm allergic. So I never talked to him again after that conversation, because at that point, what am I supposed to do? Give up my, my little, my little babies. Maybe Stanley. No, not Stanley. I don't know what he's doing over there, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna summon him. 
Uh, okay. But you'll be good, girl. Keep us posted on that. All right. This next one says, in love with a married man. Girl, love you in the podcast. Longtime listener. However, I'm in need of a reality check. I have ridiculously strong feelings for a married man. To make things even more complicated, my family and I are close to him, his wife, and their daughter, making our weekly hangouts feel like a dang TV show. As mutual as feelings feel with him, in parentheses, trying to keep things short, so I'm sparing you the details. No words or feelings have ever been exchanged or confirmed, just hot-ass glances and endless flirts. Him and his wife got pregnant young, and she never grew out of the drinking. They fight a lot, and I could tell he's not happy. So the point is I'm leaving the state in about six months and I want to tell him how I feel, but I don't want to embarrass myself. What if I'm crazy and it's completely in my head? How terrible would I be to mess up their family? Even if he feels like my forever, I can't explain it. Help Carly. Um, and then she gives a fuck, Mary kill as well. Ooh, we're going to do a lot of fuck, Mary kills later. Okay. I have a question. You said in this. How terrible would I be to mess up their family, even if he feels like my forever? Why does he feel like you're forever? If you guys have never spoken about it, I'm assuming um, you haven't had much one-on-one -on -one time together because it feels like you all hang out with his family. What has he done to make you feel that way? Because if it's just vibes, girl, I got I to gotta tell you, I've felt that way many a times before. <laughs> You know, every Friday or Saturday night, I'll see a guy, I'll make eye contact with a guy. I'll go, yeah, that feels like my forever. A hundred percent, 100%. I just know it's love at first sight cut to that never happening. Right. Our mind makes us do crazy things when we, when we have that type of undeniable attraction to someone. Now, this is all to say, like, I'm sure he thinks you're attractive and X, Y, and Z. But the fact that he hasn't stepped and said to you, like, I have feelings for you, or I think about you a lot or something to kind of open that door. I think your answer is right there. If I were you, I would not say anything to him before I left. I would just try my best to move on with my life because in this situation, you know, you're leaving the state. So what's going to happen? You're going to say to him, Hey, I'm leaving town. I'm moving away. I just wanted to tell you that I always had feelings for you or whichever way you would phrase it. What's his response going to be there in his head as a man, he's going to go, she's leaving town. This isn't going to be a constant thing. Maybe we should hook up or maybe we can kiss or whatever, flirt long distance, whatever the situation may be. You know, you're kind of teeing him up for you to get hurt in the situation. Because one thing about a man, I'm not saying every man, because I know a lot of great loyal men, you know, in the metaverse, they are, I, I don't know if they're actually here, but I know men that wouldn't cheat and don't cheat, but I'm going to, I'm going to just throw out, I'm going to crunch some numbers right now off the top of my head. I'm going to say 90% of men probably would say, Oh, this is an opportunity to explore something. And another thing that I want to address is if he's doing this to his wife, I don't care if how young they got married. I don't care how, you know, much she drinks. I don't really know that much about them other than that, but I don't care that they fight, you know, relationships, people fight. I think we all have been in or seen or grew up with 
you know, around families that fight, um, you know, couples that fight rather. So I don't really care about that because, you know, at the end of the day, she is a woman that he had a child with. So if he would cheat on her, it says a lot about the way he would treat you. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I think that, you know, keep it to the eye contact and the, and the having, having it be a fantasy, because then when you actually (laughs) get to that point, I have a feeling you're going to be a little disappointed and, and you do deserve somebody that has the capability of giving you 100%. A hundred percent, not, oh, I'll see you on the side when I'm not with my wife and my kid and I lied to my wife and I got to come see you. And you, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. You should be somebody's first. You shouldn't be there like fifth, you know? So just keep looking at each other and, you know, whatever. Think about it later. Let him be that thing because I, I just don't feel like it would be um, a great ending. One thing about me is I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go near anyone's husband. I'm not trying to go near anyone's husband, unless you are my enemy, then I will do that. Then I'll go for every single man that you know, in your life, in every way, your husband, your dad, your grandpa, your uncles, your cousins, your little brother, your older brother, the guy you talk to at the bank, the drive through at Starbucks, like everyone's getting hit. If you're, if, if you hurt my little feelings, but other than that, you're safe. Okay. So, and that's not me being sanctimonious in any way. I'm just saying like, it's just too messy. All of the things that I feel like, oh, this is a good thing that I, that I think like, oh, I don't want to, I would never want to be involved with someone's husband it's also kind of rooted against like me being with like me being selfish in a way. Like, I don't even want to deal with that. I'm not doing that. You're married. All right. I get the thrill of it though. I I do understand. I do understand. I don't want you guys to think I'm like shaming you in any way. All right. Okay. This one says advice for our girlies from last week with a fuck, Mary kill included. Okay. I'm a listener from the very first episode. So it goes without saying, I love the podcast, Patreon, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, I've never written in about hearing of one of our girlies. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me start that over because my brain did that thing where it was like syntax error. And I think it's because I'm all jumbled up. Okay. I've never written in, but hearing one of our girlies predicaments last week prompted me to write. She was the one who has been dating a guy for a couple months, but now worries that he may be too boring to explain a little bit about myself. I'm 30 years old and I have a ton of friends right now who are single and in the dating world. And I know from them, it is rough out there. Men nowadays are a special breed, but I will say when I started dating my now husband, I was in the exact same boat as our girly. And I wanted to give the single ladies some hope out there. Um, when I started dating my now husband, we'll call him Stanley because let's be honest, Stanley is the kitty. <laughs> Stanley, the kitty would be a huge babe magnet if he was a human. Yes. Stanley would be the toxic cat. Every girl would love him, but then they would go, this man is just constantly breaking my heart. Okay. So she says, I was obviously still on the prowl because your girl will never put all her eggs in one basket until a man is hundred percent ready to commit. 
To be completely honest, Stanley wasn't even at the top of my list of potential boyfriends. I thought he was boring, but the one key quality he had was being so goofy and he always made me laugh. Well, fast forward to 10 years now, we're married with a baby, picture attached, uh, because who doesn't love looking at the cutest baby in the world? Um, To this day, he doesn't necessarily stimulate me intellectually. I'm major type A and he's textbook type B. So I could go on and on about plans, the future, what's going on in the world, you name it. But he is more of a layback kind of guy that plays, uh, plays everything out type of person. But I try... But I truly think the opposite dynamic is what makes us work. He levels me out in a way that no guys ever could. He makes me laugh and would do anything for me. No, literally a big ass Rottweiler started attacking my dog and I on a walk last year and he fought it off this 100 plus pound dog um, and broke his arm doing it. Oh my God. Uh, But trust me, no man is perfect. And sometimes actually, who am I kidding? Most of the time we have to morph these men into a good human that will understand us. I know every relationship is different, but this one particular took a lot of nurturing and growing together to be able to become on a level playing field. Also, for those who are wondering, yes, I do at times wonder what life would be like if I married somebody else who could have endless conversations about the world with. I think it's completely natural to wonder what if, because monogamy is an absolutely insane thing that humans do. But when I get those thoughts, I think about other ways that Stanley fills my cup and instantly know I made the right choice by being with somebody who is a little more boring on paper than the other guys. I'll end with this. About two years into our relationships, I, relationship, I broke things off with him because I genuinely thought someone who I could communicate. I genuinely thought I wanted somebody who I can communicate with on a deeper level. After dating those guys, I really found I enjoyed the silliness and lightheartedness that Stanley brought into my life. Anyway, sorry for the novel. I just want everyone to know that the boring ones are really the most interesting and caring guys. Aww. Um, You just have to crack them. Well, how cute are you? How cute are you and Stanley? No, I love that. And and you're 100% right. I mean, it goes... Oh my God, you guys are so cute. And wait, your baby is actually the cutest baby I've ever seen. No, because the baby's wearing a dress. Oh no. And then the next one, the baby's smiling. No, the next one, the baby's smiling. Yeah. That's a cute baby. Um, you know, you're a hundred percent, right? You're a hundred percent, right? It's different, um, for everyone and everyone has things that you know, it's different per person. It's so easy to be like, well, I don't like X type of guy, you know, whether it's about looks or personality or an intellectual thing. Like it's so easy to say, I don't go for this. And this is what my type is. And then when you meet somebody that can change your mind, that's great. You know, I think that's great. And thank you for writing it. Okay. This next one is, it just says embarrassing. Hello to the whole Aquilino household. Can't leave out Robert and Stanley. I'm going to see you in Nashville in April and lose sleep over it already. I'm so excited. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Thank you. A couple of things on the agenda here with this email. Number one, embarrassing. Tell me why when I was in college, my senior year, I was in a smaller marketing class and there was a hottie with a body, babe. We were often put in groups and I used to straight up strategize strategize to make sure that I was with the hottie and we were paired together. We went the whole semester semester sitting by each other, working on projects, but mostly I made um, him laugh with my charisma and my quick bit, my quick wit. 
So tell me why on the very last day of class, the hottie says to me, Hey, can I ask you a question? Girl, when I tell you I batted my eyes, tucked my hair behind each ear and leaned in to hear him ask me out slash ask for my number, but in a sick twist, (laughs) Oh no, I hate this, but in a sick twist of events, he asked for the girl on the other side of me's number. He straight up said, do you have Ashley's number? I know Ashley probably likes green apples, dog, the bounty hunter and has no towels. But then I, <laughs> but then I cursed the day I was born in embarrassment and quickly said, I don't know it. Uh, my best friend and I bring this up often and we laugh so hard. We're weak as a kitten. How embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I I've definitely done that before where I think like, I think I'm vibing with someone and they're like, not interested at all. I actually do that all the time. (laughs) I'm like, I think this guy likes me. And he's like, sir, what do you want to drink? This is a Starbucks. Um, okay. And then she, the next part of it says, I've been married for five years. Here's a, here's a very small list of things that drive me crazy. I want to know if some others have the same deal going on. I am a knower of all things and I resign. I refuse. Here are some examples. Number one, he says, do you want to go get insert restaurant? No, I had something similar for lunch. Are you sure you don't want to go to that restaurant? No, I literally just said, I don't want to go there. So you're sure because it sounds good to me. (laughs) And then the next things that she says, oh my God, no, this is so relatable. He said, uh, it's all like quotes, like, have you seen the, what did I do with the, where do we keep the, and it's so true because girl, I, when I was with my ex, he would literally come up to me and go, did you, uh, he would go, did you take my, uh, green button down shirt? Like, why the fuck would I do that? Did I take your shirt? Why would I take your, why would I take that shirt of all the shirts that I have? And then all the other shirts that you have, like, you think that I took that shirt and what did I do with it? Did did I wear it? He would be like, did you throw away my, my shampoo? Why the fuck would I do that? (laughs) Where are the plates? What? Where are the plates? They can literally only be one place. (laughs) You know what? I am so done. (laughs) No, that's so true. Okay, you guys, let's get to these fuck, Mary kills here. Okay, there's like so many of them. We'll do as many as we can. Okay, so this one is salad edition. Ooh, these are all good salads. Taco salad, chopped salad, and Caesar salad. Now, you obviously, in this situation, you got to get rid of the chopped salad. So we're killing the chopped salad. I love a chopped salad. I think they're great. I, I kind of like every salad. But at a taco and Caesar, I'm sorry, babes. You don't even hold a candle to, the, to them. I, I'm sorry. You know, if you're a chopped salad and you're listening to this right now, I, I really don't know what to tell you. But step your game up, okay? Other than that. So am I marrying the Caesar or am I marrying the taco? I think we all know what's going to happen here. You marry the Caesar because the Caesar is, a, is more simple. The Caesar is easier and it's classy and um, it's always good. But then you get a little spicy with the taco salad. So you're, you're fucking the taco salad, marrying the Caesar, and you got to kill the chops. I'm, I mean, come on now. Let's not get crazy here. 
Uh, the next one is subway bus or walking. I'm immediately killing bus. I hate waiting at a bus stop. I'm going to marry walking and fuck the subway. Uh, let's see. Rings, earrings, or necklaces. This is hard. I think I'm going to marry earrings because I don't know what it is about like a little, little something on the ears just makes my face look different. I, I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> um, and then I'm actually going to, and this is going to really shock a few people. I, I think this one actually might make headlines. I'm going to, I'm going to kill necklaces. I do wear necklaces every single day. Um, but I think I would rather, I, I don't want to fuck the necklaces. I want to fuck the rings because rings are like a vibe. You know, you get like cool rings. Like, yeah, no, I have, I'm the girl with the rings, you know? So if I have earrings and rings, I'm all set. Like that's boss babe energy. And we love to see that. The next one is microwave pizza appetizers. Okay. Bagel bites, Tostitos, pizza rolls, or hot pockets. Oof. Same thing, different font, right? as much as I love Tostitos pizza rolls, I'm going to have to kill them because, uh, well, you know, I, I think it's fair to kill them because bagel bites you're marrying. You, you're not, you're not going to kill a bagel bite. A bagel bite is the perfect mix. It's, it's two. Anytime they could perfectly execute two of my favorite things put into one, I, you got to marry it because it's a pizza and it's also a bagel. Okay. Don't fuck around and even think for a second that I would kill that. So we're marrying the, the, um, the bagel bites. The bagel bites are also tiny, which in turn makes them cute. Then you're fucking a hot pocket. A hot pocket is not something you have all the time. It's like very rare. It's like, you know, kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it's just that every once in a while, like if I'm desperate, you, you, you do that. And then the pizza rolls, I got to say, it's hard to get them. It's hard to really execute the, the cooking of the pizza roll because sometimes they're either soggy or they're burnt. So I don't really have time to be doing that equation. So we're killing the pizza rolls. Um, okay, guys, there's like five more. Italian chain restaurants, uh, Boca di Beppo, Maggiano's, and Olive Garden. I, I don't know two of those. I, I only know the Olive Garden in that. Um, okay. The next one, the next one, Robert Pattinson, Ben Affleck, George Clooney. Oh, this is one where I have to marry everyone. Uh, the music girlies, Vanessa Carlton, Michelle Branch, Stacey Orico. Ooh, I think you got to marry God, because they're all kind of so similar too. I'm going to. I'm going to marry Vanessa Carlton. Oh no. And then guys, I think I have to, I think I have to kill Stacey Rico, even though I'm obsessed with her. You can't really legally, you can't kill Michelle Branch. Right. Um, but that's it. You guys, I love you. I hope you have a great weekend. Great. Not great weekend. Great week. Great weekend. The whole spiel. Um, looking forward to hearing your emails for next week. You can send them into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we will chat soon. Bye.